Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Book Wars Pod. I am Chris. I'm here with Miranda, Kristen, and once again, our special guest co-host for this book, Adriana at Celestial Intent, who is the host of the Starships podcast on the Clashing Sabers podcast network. Welcome, everyone. Yay. Hi. Hello. (laughs) It's not over yet. Much to our listeners' chagrin. (laughs) It is not over yet. <laughs> that, feels um, like a, that feels like a threat here. I know, right? Uh, we today are wrapping up A Crash of Fate by Zoraida Cordova. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought. Sorry, I'm very tired. <laughs> um, uh, oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. A note for anybody listening. Uh, if we release this on time this week, theoretically, you should still be able to go to uh, the at Star Wars Twitter account, and they tweeted that you can get the ebook of A Crash of Fate for free this week Ooh. for Star Wars Reads Month. So if you're listening and haven't read it for some reason, <laughs> you should go do that. It's very good. It would be. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I I would listening. listen to your guys's. Po- oh, sorry. <laughs> I would listen to your guys's podcast and not read some of the books just because I was interested in what they were about and if i wanted to read them so that's fair why <laughs> because like, you guys the... make me laugh <laughs> i was gonna say the concept <laughs> of reading to a podcast the concept of listening to a podcast about books before you've read the book makes total sense the concept of listening to us at all is where i really start <laughs> to question your judgment this podcast but... is like a cool 65 percent shit posting Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how depressed we are on any given day. Hey Today, that's like a 110% out of 100. At least. Is anybody else just like feverishly I'm... refreshing Twitter to see if Trump's dead yet? Yep. <laughs> yes. Also, it's like the, my favorite part of <laughs> hockey season, which is the draft is tomorrow and like free agency is about to start. So I have two things keeping me on Twitter mm. all day. Nice. Productive. Yeah, very. Well, it's just like general news there's just other stuff that might be going on some stuff that we didn't even know and and then it became news so (laughs) 2020 just keeps on giving bags of shit that are on fire (laughs) on our doorsteps good it does it do that i know this is probably gonna be like super weird for you guys to hear but Twitter is the reason that I found you guys, and it's specifically one of Kristen's tweets. And I believe it was about Vader Daddy. Or something like that. No, that's not tracks one hundred percent. That that's a that, bite. Our our SEO is exactly correct. Um, <laughs> we are optimized for Vader Zaddy. Um, anyway, <laughs> also that's tweet. not weird. That's not weird at all that you found us via Twitter. I don't know how people find us otherwise. Because Oh, well, we I mean, are, that particular just... tweet, I think. Oh. <laughs> you had, I think oh. it was a poll about. Uh, oh, no. 
Well, it was a poll about something, what we what we should call something, what you guys should call something, and I was just like, Vader Daddies, and I was like, what is this? And then I Googled you guys. and <laughs> To be fair, that is probably the best way to discover this podcast, Honestly. because that is like, what, like unfiltered. Yeah, that's that eyes is, wide open. That is Bookworms Pod. <laughs> And I think too, I had, I had, uh, I had was searching Twitter for like Tron tweets. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was a very fun time. <laughs> He's our actual favorite blue boy. Uh, I just did a. I mistakenly just did a search for Vader Daddy. Don't do it! Oh Todd. my God! Don't. That <laughs> and I I d- searched for. I'd like... say that was your first mistake, but it wasn't. <laughs> No, well, <laughs> guess what? They it came right up. Um, oh, good. It says, "Can we do a poll? Who's better, pilot, Ambien or Vader, Daddy?" Oh. And, <laughs> and then, uh, hey, pod people, what should we refer to you guys as? We have a we have a tie between Hondo Frondos and Vader Daddies. Oh, I voted for Hondo Frondos That's for sure. That's the <laughs> yeah. Also, fucking like, nerds won, but that is uh, boring. If, yeah, if we, we don't ever... accept that. If you ever want to look us up based on something oh, like Vader Daddy, make sure to include Book Wars Pod because um, <laughs> yes. I had to Google Darth Twink the other day to see what episode that's from. <laughs> Just add the Book Wars Pod in quotes there. You are going to need those or otherwise it's just porn. I promise. So much porn. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm going to regret this. <laughs> all right um well i need to open my drink <laughs> what is everyone drinking tonight um i was i was going to have uh a special blonde ipa called belly bomb but alas i love it uh depression <laughs> and i did not leave my house to go get it <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, it was, uh, it's a specialty brew from this, uh, it was, it is, I don't have it, but it's a specialty <laughs> brew from this, uh, it's from LA, they're like a brewery in LA, and they specialize, um, and like you can only get it in, uh, like they only ship to California, um, and it's, the Belly Bomb is the Blonde IPA, um. Then they have a Mookie Bet Mookie Wood, I think it's called, oh, and nice. then like a, and then like a Justin Turner. So if you don't know who those people are, they're baseball players from the Dodgers. Cause <laughs> and one of I them is Adriana's them. husband. <laughs> yeah, I wish yes, <laughs> uh, but I thought that would be fitting. But alas, like I said, depression. Yeah. Happened. <laughs> yeah, she's a real. So instead, sometimes. I'm drinking peach green tea. Oh, yum. I love, I love it. Look at you. Look at you. That's health. <laughs> uh, what a time to be an L.A. sports fan. Can't even watch right? the Dodgers tomorrow because the Lakers finals game is on. I know. Yeah. That uh, is. It's so. Whole, and it's so, so wild. The, um, the, the Astros and the A's are playing at Dodger Stadium right now. It's so wild. I'm like, what's happening? And there's no one to throw things at the Astros at Dodger Stadium. What is happening? <laughs> Someone call Joe Kelly. Ship him back. Oh my God! Please. Uh, <sighs> Lord, what a, what a time to be alive, man. That's a way to put it. Indeed, Miranda, what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer. 
classic. It, <laughs> it is uh, from our friends over at Ex Novo Brewing Company here in Portland. Drink beer, do good. It's on all their cans because they do good stuff. And they, like, have the... What's the outside called? Like, the design? Like, the label. The label, the label. Mm-hmm. is detachable from the can so you can recycle it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am drinking the Cactus Wins the Lottery. <laughs> That's very it, cute. It's a, it's a sour. It has these cacti driving in a convertible. Oh, my God. I love that. It's adorable. Berliner Rice really Sour cute. Ale with Prickly Pear. It's delicious. Yeah. Before we love I it. forget, hold your shit up, people. I should have done this before the podcast, which is when I usually do it. Sparkle. Oh, look at Okay, wait. Hold on. Shit. Fuck. Um, <laughs> one, two, three. Chrissy looks so depressed. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just tired. You didn't, even tr- you didn't even try to smile. You were just like... Listen, today was arm day and I had to hold up a can. This is a lot of exertion. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm probably not going to edit any of that out because it's funny and very R-Pod. Um, cool. What are you drinking, Chris? Um, Wait, I... Miranda, were you done? Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's a beer. Okay, cool. It's Sorry. good. Um, I am drinking a cherry lime hard seltzer from Avery Brewing Company here in Portland. Wow, I'm not in Portland. You're, Jesus. That's not where what? you live. Here in Boulder. Shit, man. Come it's over. Both, both are places. Yeah, right? I know. Fuck you, Chris. Have you been in I Portland didn't... this whole time? <laughs> the long con. <laughs> um, yes, Avery Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a boring can because that's just kind of their style. They just do very plain white cans with like big colored font on them. Um, I was going to drink uh, the. I was going to drink something with a much better can, which is a sour that I have from Odell Brewing Company. Ooh. In is that also here in Portland? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's somewhere in Colorado. <laughs> I want to say it's Fort Collins, but I might be wrong about that. Um, but that uh, beer is called the Sippin' Pretty. It is a acai, guava, and Himalayan salt oh. flavored sour. But it's, it's very good, as yuppie yeah. as that sounds. Um, no, so sounds it exists, but you don't get to see the can. I would drink the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what sours are for, to be weird and interesting. Yeah. And you're totally right. Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, look at me. You One in a row. You nailed it. Um, that's not true. You are almost always right. About that's true. Where When it comes to like where that. and when things <laughs> are, either Star Wars or not, or beer. I know. I love how Chris goes, you know, things like where and when. And I go, you know, like stupid shit. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking tomato, a tomato. Wa- Yeah, I'm drinking a What Rough Beast from oh. our good friends at Breakside Brewing, which is like a mile from my house. Good choice. So I go there when I'm depressed so that I can go for a walk nice. <laughs> and also get beer. <laughs> I should start doing Okay, cool. I talked a lot during this intro, so if you guys I was going to say, Kristen, are you back on the pod? No, I'm absolutely <laughs> not back on this pod. I just talked a lot during the intro because I missed you guys, and we had a we had an, a week off in between. So as y'all know, if you listen to the pod, we had another... What? Yeah, Chris, plug our last episode, and then I'll be quiet. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so if you missed episode 129, we finally wrapped up Resistance Reborn. Uh, with 
very, very special guest host as well, Ronna Lapine, at Ronna Lapine on Twitter. Uh, she was phenomenal. We loved having her. Uh, definitely recommend giving that episode a listen if you missed it or if you skipped it because you haven't read Resistance Reborn, then go read Resistance Reborn because it's great. Yes! Yeah, with that, we also do now have an actual episode 127, which makes me very sad. Yeah, except it wasn't <laughs> the way we said it was going to be on <laughs> our last Crash of Fate episode, which is now episode 128. It's all it's all fucked up now, <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> How dare somebody be responsible and make sure our numbers go in order. So let's dive in to talk about A Crash of Fate. And over the last two episodes, we spent a lot of time talking about how this book works in-universe and the plot and different aspects of that. But obviously, it's a wider picture than that because this is one of two books along with excuse me, along with Black Spire by Delilah Dawson uh, that work as an advertisement of sorts for Galaxy's Edge. So, starting... I want to start with me and Miranda and then go to you, Adriana, because I know you've been to Galaxy's Edge. And so, like, I want to, I want to get your opinion, like, last and best. But, Miranda, did this feel like a real location to you? Did it make you want to visit? Or... It felt like a real location, but it felt like more of a lived-in location than a, I would pay money to go here to spend more money. Um, and I think part of it, I will attribute to, like, this was a well-written book. Um, you know, I, I feel like in the other uh, novel about this planet that we have read recently everything was like super heavy-handed it was like look it's rondo's roasters get this stuff um and like here it was like oh yeah like i like the popcorn right um like i don't think it necessarily advertised galaxy's edge as a destination for us people in the real world with real dollars theoretically um to like go to it felt very much like a place and i don't think it was a good ad for galaxy's edge i do think it was like i mean obviously a better kind of thing for the book itself and for the story because it, it was like i said you know much more lived in it, it felt really natural as opposed to, like, would you like me to describe everything? And part of it, too, um, might be the fact that I've already read Black Spire. So I'm, like, familiar with mm -hmm. all of these locations um, that we see, or most of the locations that we see here in um, A Crash of Fate. So, you know, if I hadn't read that first, would I feel the same? Who's to say? But, like, having that knowledge coming in to this, it, you know, it's kind of like reading our favorite characters from the screen in a book. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Leia's here. Okay. And, like, I know Poe. And it's like, popcorn. Uh, waterfall place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a junkyard. No, totally. It's interesting because I read this one before <laughs> I read Black Spire, I think. 
I'm pre yes. I read this one before I read Black Spire. And uh I definitely got kind of a more positive view of Galaxy's Edge as like a location that I would want to visit. Um I don't know that this book alone would be enough to get me to be like that's it. We're flying to Disneyland. Um but I yeah. but I did like come away from this feeling like it was a real location. You know, and some of it like naming the fuzzy tauntaun as like what they're drinking, like all the different names of drinks, like that was <laughs> necessary, but it was it is what it is. But I did feel like it was more of a real location that like would exist both in Star Wars but also in the real world than I think you did from reading Black Spire first. Exactly. Um, and I, again, a testament to... Different different reading experiences, shall we say. The difference in... The difference <laughs> in our reading experiences between the two uh, Black Spire books. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, it is a very real location, which is great. And again, I think it's great for this, but, like, for Disney? For making money? This alone would not yeah. get me there as well. Adriana, what about you? Did this make you want to go back to Galaxy's Edge? I know you said on our first episode that you weren't the biggest fan of the of the of the land, not the book. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think after after my first visit, I I really started to. It really hit me how I disappointed I was in Galaxy's Edge, just because. Um, for me, it's missing a lot of the stuff, and and I know going back to that first episode, I kind of talked about it, but it really this book kind of made it a little bit worse because I there she has such, she includes a like such a wide wide range of characters and aliens and different species, and you know she introduces species that we haven't heard of before, um, and so when you go back and you're like okay, Disney marketed specifically this experience as immersive, right? So for me is where are those aliens? Where are those, you know, creatures? Where are those beings? Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hit right. You know, when, when the person who is selling you your Ronto roaster is named Josh <laughs> from Downey. Like, it's not, it doesn't, it just, it does it, it just doesn't like, hit the way I feel like they wanted to at least for me um and you know obviously like I'm there are people who have had great Galaxy's Edge experiences and you know I think that stems because that's mm -hmm. their one trip you know um and if you're a Star Wars fan you're gonna go you you want to go um I don't think if you're if you're reading this to see if you want to go I don't think it would necessarily Especially if you're not a Star Wars fan, I don't think it would necessarily work for for you either. So, uh, um, I'm glad that it does exist because I did like the story. But um, as far as like like being an um, an ad, an ad, being an ad for Galaxy's Edge, I don't think it's mm -hmm. the right thing. <laughs> um, and I obviously I read this after. Uh, I've been to Galaxy's Edge a couple times, so I'm interested in 
I feel like I feel like we're not a good population. <laughs> like maybe someone who's like a, a I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out like who would who would read this and be like I need to go to Galaxy's Edge. That's I think is my point. Is who would read this and make that like leap and and be like this is it. This is the one thing that makes me want to go to Galaxy's Edge. Um, and I feel like that's very, that's not someone that might I wonder, I wonder this. if it's an age thing too, <laughs> because obviously we are people in or after our mid to late twenties, uh, to keep it vague. Um, and <laughs> this is a YA book and which like, we love, we love YA. That's not a, it's not denigrating it at all, but it is a book about a certain age group in that they're 17 and 18 or 18 and 19. I can't remember. And it is written for people in that kind of teenage age group in, you know, ideally. And I wonder if that would help. I almost wonder if teenage is too, like, I'm, and I just remember me, I was like a surly little shit when I was a teenager. Like, kid, kid Chris, <laughs> because I, you know, cause, you know, bragging, I read above my grade level. Um, like, child Chris would have eaten this shit up and then probably loved Galaxy's Edge. Um I don't know if teen Chris would have, but I, I do I do wonder if the age factor is something there. Hmm. I I don't think so. Um I mean I'm I I just I've been reading YA since I was before I was <laughs> before I was a teen too. Um I feel like teen me would have wanted to go to Galaxy mm -hmm. Jet Edge regardless. Like, because of, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I'm a Disney fan, so um, this book would have no bearing whatsoever. Like, it might be, like, like I might reread it and be, like, super pumped to go to Galaxy's Edge, as opposed to only, like, mm -hmm. half pumped <laughs> to go to Galaxy's Edge. I don't know. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like if you're a Star Wars fan, you want to go to Galaxy's Edge because you want to go to galaxy's edge and um a teen rom a teen a teen romance even if it is your cup of tea is not going to be the make or break for you <laughs> yeah that's super fair yeah and i think part of it for me isn't necessarily the age factor but like we came into this book like we're going to read this book and do our book wars pod thing which is 65 percent shit posting but 30 35 <laughs> yeah 35 percent actual like star wars analysis and like how does this fit into the universe and the universe now includes the location in said book like i think like both of you if this had come out like after attack of the clones little like nine ten year old me would have been like hell yes let's fucking go and like just because like holy shit star wars and i mean i like i'll still go it's star wars we all want that you know immersive experience like we want to be in star wars and that's obviously the closest that we have mm -hmm. so this podcast is 30% Star Wars and 5% Air Horn, so... True. Accurate. <laughs> and I... I I think I, I want to um, 
talk about maybe the location really um because i think you know like star wars they talk about like the seedy underbelly and like these seedy little towns and you know um and for me like it like when they're talking about like the dark the the alleyway that you're not supposed to go to i forget what it's called um, Smuggler's alley. um but they mention it yeah thank you um and stuff like that i don't necessarily <laughs> want to go to those kinds of places <laughs> in real life um and so i and i think just um i i feel like if they were gonna do a better i think uh sorry kind of going away a little bit away from the book but um it would have been better to do like a different i i feel like a different place um because when you go to galaxy's edge at least in cal i i don't know about the one in florida i'm assuming it is also hot as balls there uh but when you go to uh the galaxy's edge here in california the way that it's built and the colors and like the shrubbery um it, it, it feels a little bit hotter to be there. Um, and it's just, it, it's a little bit more uncomfortable to be there. Um, so I think too, that plays into it. Um, had they done maybe like a different planet with um, different colors and different, um, just uh, not mm -hmm. rocks, I think it would have been nice. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, but it's there. There, it's literally like the decor here is rocks, and um, they're just—it's not the same. Like it, it, if you go to, um, I have been to uh, Pandora. <laughs> I remember the name, um, and there it's rocks there too. Mm -hmm. But it's like colorful and like it's beautiful, and it going through that experiencing that world made me love that movie because I didn't give a crap about that movie uh, before and then I went to that place and I was like <gasps> and I just don't get that same I feel like my I, the people that I've gone with who are not Star Wars fans who have gone to Galaxy's Edge um, they're like oh yeah it's okay it's cool it's whatever it doesn't make them want to it doesn't make them mm -hmm. care about Star Wars anymore like Pandora did and I think that's a that's a huge downfall for me um, because if you really love something, you're going to start caring about it. Uh -huh. um, and it makes you want to read the other books. It's going to make you want to read this book. It's going to make you want to read um, or just get into Star Wars. And I feel like they didn't. Sorry, what is Pandora? It's the Avatar land, not not Airbender, oh, James uh, Cameron Avatar. Yeah. Is that it? Oh. Disneyland? Yeah. Or is that, did you go to the one in Florida? Which okay, yeah, that's a Disney World. That's a Disney World. Yeah, so yeah, I I swear I I've seen that. I saw that movie once in theaters, and then we went to go to uh, Avatar Land or Pandora, and like it changed my life. <laughs> like it made me. It made me like I've never once been a person to like listen uh, to the music from the theme parks really. And like I went and I downloaded that 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 stuff right away. Like I watched the movie now, and I'm actually I care about it. So I feel like you know when I compare something like that to this Galaxy's Edge situation, mm -hmm. it it's very disappointing for me personally as a pass holder. And that's not to say that other people don't have a great time, like you know. But 
Mm-hmm. That's just from no. Me. That makes total sense. And I mean, I, you know, when I think of Galaxy's Edge, I don't really. The excitement of being in Batu isn't what gets me. It's the excitement of like I want to make a lightsaber, or like I know the Falcon is there, or I've heard the Rise of the Resistance ride is really good. But like, I the act of being in Batu, and also like, I grew up in Los Angeles and have been to Disneyland when I was a kid, and so like I also have just the general <laughs> knowledge of what it's like to be there and so like it's the act of being there isn't what's exciting to me um and i i feel like that is i think a great point that i don't know that this book necessarily changed for me and again maybe that's because i've been there and i know yeah. that it won't be like and, that and and Yeah, and then, like, just to put things into perspective, like, you're, Mm -hmm. you want to build a lightsaber, right? But if you're, like, me and you're a pass holder, how many times are you going to build a lightsaber? Are you going to build a Mm -hmm. lightsaber every single time you go? No. Um, Being on the, seeing the Falcon, it does give me a thrill every time I go, and I still like my heart, like, when I see it, like, it, it, you know, but riding the ride, um, it just, like, depending on who you're with, um, that ride experience is eh, eh. like it's one of those uh, the it's one of for me it's one of those rides where it's like if it's over mm-hmm. 40 minutes long i'm yeah. like no nah, i'm gonna skip it you know what i mean or i'm gonna do um mm-hmm. a single rider uh so what one thing i do like about galaxy's edge is right the rise of the resistance ride which um i mean they don't really talk about it here so it doesn't even yeah make a difference i think uh so i i don't know i i mean maybe i should just not be a pass holder and it would make going to disneyland more exciting but no that's a lie because i love going to disneyland (laughs) Uh, that's super super fair yeah thanks burb (laughs) you're welcome for um so let's talk about other things that the book is connected to outside of Star Wars land, outside of Galaxy's Edge. Um, we talked a little bit about this last week, but this is a book that is a lot less connected to the movies than pretty much any other book we've read. I'm trying to think if there's any book that we've read besides this that is so disconnected from the movies. Um, or at least I think like the overarching main plot of yeah like the skywalker saga like i think we're gonna talk about lost stars anyway um but you know that wasn't super plugged into the movies but it did plug into um the battle of jackson oh, which is obviously disagree with you that lost important. stars wasn't plugged into the movies i also uh, don't really th- remember it I, Lo- I just yeah i agree with chris lost oh, stars, like, <laughs> maybe i don't remember traces it. the path of the three movies as sienna and thane are like on different sides like oh, they're yeah. on the Death Star, the, and then they're the, at the, yeah. the Death Hoth, Star, and, then, like, and yeah, they yeah, fight yeah. Okay. Before Endor, I, I take thing. it back. Yeah. I read that book in a day, two and a half years ago, over two and a half and years then, ago. And then Claudia so, Gray upset you, and you blacked out. Not we get it. It's fair. At me. Well, no. Then I had to be on a pod about <laughs> oh, it that night. Were you on the pod at that point when we read that? <laughs> we just had just too many. No. You, oh, that was you were that, stirring that was that your Jedi soup. Speaking of old jokes. Um, yeah, so... But yeah, so, like, what... 
what did you think about the like kind of lack of connection? Because obviously we know it's Star Wars because it says Star Wars on the cover, and there are certain things where it talks about the First Order and the Resistance I... where we pick up those context clues. <laughs> but there's no, you know, resist. There's no characters we've met outside of if you've been to Galaxy's Edge. There's no, um, there's really barely any use of the Force. There's that weird kid whose name I want to say was Nate. Nate. Um, Nate. Who is, like, Force-sensitive. But that's pretty much it. Like, what did y'all think about that? I really liked it. Um, I I know I've talked about it before, but I think when, um, like, these stories that we get um, and just seeing how life is outside of the war... <laughs> in the stars uh is i i enjoy it because we know this we know the galaxy is really huge we know it's super big and it there are multitudes go, going on outside you know the main trios and stuff like that so um and those are always the most interesting to me because like obviously there's like bad stuff going on right now you know but everyday life is different and so it's very interesting um and it, it, it kind of makes me feel a little bit more connected just because, like, I would be probably be one of these people, you know, as opposed to actually battling in the wars. Um, I'd like to say I'm a Jedi, but let's be real honest. I'm, <laughs> that's probably... No, that I, I, I probably wouldn't be a Jedi. Um, so, yeah, I just... I really like it, and I just really like, um, like the day-to-day -day stuff, I think, um, just because we don't get that from the movies the and the and the tv shows it's just it's always like mm -hmm. there's a war <laughs> yeah i i'm definitely with you on that um i don't remember if i brought this up we keep saying last week but it was two weeks ago so i super don't remember um <laughs> apologies if i've told this story before but i'm not sorry um i had a conversation at work like, maybe late 2016, maybe early 2017, um, you know, the, the new kind of canon was still, in a lot of ways, getting up on its feet. Um, I think at that point we had, well, we did have The Force Awakens shortly before or after uh, Rogue One came out. Um, but I had this whole conversation with, like, the galaxy is so big. You know, like you said, there's so many stories. Like, you can literally do anything within the bounds of, like, Star Wars and, like, tell whatever story you want to tell. Which I think this one doesn't exactly do it because it does have a few tie-ins, um, obviously, to Galaxy's Edge, the place, a little bit to um, Black Spire. You know, there's kind of some, uh, I, again, I think coming in, having read that and, like, having the background on the caves and why the First Order is there and all of that. Um, you know, there, there is some connection, but largely this is a teenage romance that just so happens to be in Star Wars. And, like, I love that shit. I am always here for world building. It's all I ever want. Like, I, I, I think if you really were to do it, 
um, and like go wild on this kind of concept, you know, how long would that stay really cool? Um, but I think for this, and I also think like th this medium is absolutely the best way to do it um, in the books, you know, there are stories you can tell here in a, you know, a book. And it's like, oh, look, Galaxy's Edge. And, like, look at these teens making terrible choices. Like, that's never going to be a TV show, right? That's never going to be a miniseries right. or, like, a solo-type film. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting and good that we do have this kind of branching out into something slightly different than what we usually yeah. see from Star Wars. I agree. I I thought that it really worked. Um, I one of the big fears I always have for Star Wars books, and this was more true in the Legends books that I have read. I I've, and I have only read like three, um, but it's more true in the Legends books than the new canon. But to me, one of like the top three things that an author can do to prove that they're just a very weak author is to like overly insert Star Wars-ness into something where it's like, and then Luke Skywalker came and slashed people's hands off and then Lando showed up. Who knows why, but Lando was there and now they're all having <laughs> adventures. Like it's very, I think that like to make, to write a good book, you need to write a good book first and then like it, it will be a good Star Wars book if you write a good book in Star Wars universe. And to me, that's what exactly this is I, I think it really works because like we don't have those like random cameos of like and there was a wookie walking around with a woman but i don't know who she was she felt very mysterious um they were they were roommates <laughs> oh my god <laughs> very different very different direction um, um but yeah and like it feels like you were both saying it's the first time that it really feels like it's a big galaxy, like a galaxy that there are people who are not affected by the wars. Like, you know, we have in previous books, people who like say they're not affected, but then they very clearly are because there's like been stormtroopers there for like decades. And like, they're actually were like murdered by Darth Vader 20 years ago. And it's like a whole thing. But like this one, it did feel like you are just trying to live your life on this ass backwards planet in the middle of nowhere that like most people haven't even heard of and you're just like it's the it's the proverbial like diner voters in middle america you know like it's it's that kind of vibe and to me that's something that we haven't had in star wars and i thought that it really worked here with just enough of a tie-in feel you know quote unquote the john favreau feel like star wars jedi scum oh my god <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to make a Joe the Plumber joke. They have plumbing in Star Wars? <laughs> if we're going to talk. <laughs> Unclear. Nobody ever goes to the bathroom. Also, yeah. plot line. Freshers. Do, do refreshers have plumbing or do they just, just yeet it into space? Wait, sorry. The, uh, I'm not <laughs> going to be quite different from Disneyland. Conti <laughs> I continually am not supposed to be on this podcast, but isn't there a an author that we've read who like refuses to not call them bathrooms is there i think so 
Have we read a book with uh-huh. bathrooms in it? I'm. Have we read what? a book yeah, where they're like, I think oh, so. it's the bathroom? Because I think we discussed it on the podcast. Because I think it's a thing. It's ringing a bell, but I do not remember okay, which, which book and which author. I will go down the rabbit hole and not find it, but carry on. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm also just pulling a Ramona Quimby AJ situation here. I So <laughs> It that's another one of my very terrible, very specific references that in one of the Ramona books, she's like, Why do they never go to the bathroom oh, that's in these funny. stories? <laughs> I mean, in this one, they, they, they totally they peed in the pool. Let's let's all themselves. agree. So it's they not a peed shower. In the yeah, pool. they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, think and I was not indoor plumbing though, because also and maybe this is a thing about like strangers on Batu, but in. Um, Black Spire, the main character, yes. her name is Vi. She does also clean off, but again, it's in the, the little ponds and Strangers. pools everywhere. Strangers Thank you for coming on this tangent with me. So, <laughs> so, again, no evidence of plumbing on Batu is what we're learning. I mean, if it's the same as Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, they do have public ref- ref- refreshers. I think Interesting. That's what they call them. So something tell. They look like our bathroom. Breaking the immersion. <laughs> something tells me that um, Oga does not keep her bathroom stocked with hand sanitizer to the extent that Disney does. Just gonna. Just gonna guess that. No offense to Oga, I'm sure her establishment has passed every health code inspection. <laughs> I, no, it's it's gonna be a fucking dive bar bathroom. Like there's stickers all over the wall. It's great for some reason. The ceiling the is bathroom red. bathroom door may like, or may not lock on any given day. It's like a little hook. <laughs> it's like you gotta put the nail into a hole and hope it stays. There's no mirror. Yeah. The soap doesn't work. It's like work. small <laughs> so that like if you're sitting on the toilet, you kind of have to like put your leg out to block the door. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 that's it. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> so on to, to wrap this part up, obviously this is a different direction than we've seen for Star Wars. This is a very broad question, but it's given me the chance to ask it. What, where do you want to see Star Wars explore? And like, not necessarily time periods and stuff, although if you want to go time periods, you can. But more like, do you want to see more stuff like this? Is there a specific offshoot, like, to use popular bro-y one, bounty hunters, that you want to learn more about? Like, where, if you if you could pick what the next, you know, Crash of Fate style, different corner of the galaxy that we're looking at, what would it be? I kind of am very interested in some moms <laughs> like Shara Bay and is uh, uh, mom like Izzy's mom because they sound so cool and like uh, they have clearly 
seen some stuff. <laughs> uh, so I think that would be really interesting um, because we don't hear from moms because they're usually dead. Like these ones are, but you know, <laughs> you go back in time. <laughs> Before they died. Uh uh, no, I think, uh, besides that, I do like, I do like this stuff because it's, um, it's lighthearted. I want, I know it's about, I know it's Star Wars, but it can't just be all this heavy stuff all the time. There should be some stuff in there that's light. So, um, I think, um, maybe like more, like even just like sequel, like a sequel to this, a sequel to Lost Stars, where we find out if Sienna and Thane are actually happy together. I don't know. Um, that's what I want. I want some lightheartedness in my war. <laughs> Wild. Not in our Star Wars. Bird, how about you? <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I do want to see more stuff like Sorry, this. Sorry, go ahead, Adriana. I was just gonna say. I mean, I I feel like me and Miranda like are very big fans of Hallmark movies. So. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to interpret that. I I mean, you brought it. You brought it. I don't either. Uh, like, <laughs> no, like, that's not how I would describe we're fans myself. Of Hallmark movies, so give. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Give really... me more. Give me more Star Wars in Hallmark movie. Mm, book okay. Form, I guess, okay. Is what my point was. I would take that. See, I would take that one if it were gay, but two, I I do like some angst. Like I mm-hmm. like the good pining more lifetime shit. than Hallmark. Um, <laughs> I sure. <laughs> I am not familiar with the differences. Know that that was two. perfect. I have seen. <laughs> Okay, cool. Life, lifetime movies tend to also have more people of color in them. Yeah, it's all relative. It's a bar. I no, I don't necessarily want to see like more star piece, but I think that I don't want to say bounty hunters, but like kind of the more mercenary type figures. Um, I think that would be cool or like literally anybody like doing their own adventure you know obviously not on a scale similar to the Skywalkers like they're not changing the galaxy but um, and this was kind of the the crux of the conversation that I mentioned earlier it's like you can do anything like here's our kind of romance story like we can do like a, a thriller you know I think that would work really well like some kind of thriller or horror um, story in Star Wars because like there's so much shit half of it's like that anyway um, but world building show me more places show me more places that aren't fucking desert planets could we get planets with that's more than one I biome want. that's what I want so is that too much no. too much to ask we have give me a people's history of Maz's oh my god castle on Takadana that's what I want isn't Kessel it does actually no one? we know that now because of the new Clone Wars. <laughs> I remember because I would, yeah, yeah I remember watching that and I was like, oh yeah, wait yeah. that's not what the 
Kessel on Ben Solo look like? Yeah. Oh, actually, if I can revise my thing, um, for the Maz's Castle, like a Cantobite style. Like a Tales from Maz's Castle situation? That, which I think would... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in over the centuries, you know, like... I'm I'm really excited for the High Republic, but I do mm-hmm. wish they were going further back than 200 Same. years. Like there's yeah so much to explore, and also like kind of iffy on like if this major event that's going to happen happened 200 years ago. Why is nobody talking about it? Although we do know, okay, I that's not a great point. Everybody forgot about the Jedi. No, they're a legend. Um, scratch that. But yeah stories for me this is partially driven by my undying rage at what happened to rose tico in rise of skywalker but also by the fact that i've been Mm. playing a lot of squadrons this weekend i want to like i want to know more about the mechanics and engineers like i want like just kind of like a daily uh like a procedural of what does your day look like? Like, what sorts of cool adjustments are you making? Like, they did a little bit of this in Star Wars Resistance in the first season with all the racers in it. And I I thought it really worked. Um, I also love that show more than Lucasfilm does. Um, but not not still bitter. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> speaking of Rose and Resistance and Star Wars. Uh, um, but yeah, like, I'm just, like, very into that because, like, one of the things about squadrons which we'll talk about at some point um you just like you can customize pretty much anything about your starfighter and there's like hundreds of different components you can swap in so like there's like i would assume literally like tens of thousands of different possible combinations and like i want to know about like the mechanics who are building this shit and not like having them all just be anakin tinkering with shit in between killing like tuscan raiders like So that's that that I think is my like random off off topic from the Skywalker saga desire. Yeah. I'm into that. Alright, and then the last thing to talk about is just wanted to briefly talk about the point of view in this book. It is obviously told from both points of view, which is always makes it interesting and often infuriating as they pine for each other and won't say anything. <laughs> um, but the other one that's written from both points of view that comes to excuse me, sorry, I keep burping that comes to mind is Lost Stars, um, which we already talked about. And but they're done in very different ways because in this one there are different points of view, but they're both together. Whereas Lost Stars, they're mostly apart. And so I don't know if y'all had any thoughts on that or how that worked for you. Mm -hmm. I think like for Lost Stars, that worked for me because like you said, they're spending a lot of time apart and in my own spare time, I've, you know, read some other sci-fi type books where like that is the case. You know, it's, we're like, you know, going from one person's point of view to another and it's fine. And like all put together, it tells like the whole story. Uh, but this one was, kind of, like, I think it was fine. It was kind of weird with how, first of all, I didn't realize until, like, several chapters in that each <laughs> chapter had both points of view. 
I was trying to figure out, <laughs> like, why Jules's chapters didn't have a chapter number above, like, Jules. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. But, like, it, it's weird to kind of... And I, I think it's fine, like, here and there, but to see scenes overlapping with their point of view, but, like, for every scene they're in together, like... Mm-hmm. It was just a little jarring. Um, otherwise, aside from like the pining and everything, like it, it was fine. Um, I have no strong feelings about it. I I didn't mind it. I I kind of liked it um, because you know it gave us those like you know we got to have those moments with like Jules and his friends where they're giving him like a hard time, and you know we don't mm-hmm. we wouldn't get to see that if it was all in her point of view. Um, or vice versa. And then, you know, um, I did like, you know, I had mentioned last episode, um, how, um, for me, it was very nice to have her, like, have her inter her feelings about how she feels about him and, and stuff like that. And, um, so for me, for, for me, it wasn't a problem and I, I liked it. Um, I don't know if I've read many books like that um in general besides mm-hmm. lost stars i don't i don't know it's very it, it's interesting because like most ya that i've read it's usually from one point of view so would you say that it's from a certain point of view <laughs> don't don't shake your head like that <laughs> you should see the look of disappointment on chris's face right now <laughs> I, I think for me, for me, it worked. I think for me, it worked because um, I usually am like, oh, it would be so cool to f- know what the other person's thinking. So uh, that's what we got. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't really have an opinion on this. I just wanted to hear y'all's that, thoughts. That's my thoughts, <laughs> even though it was my point. <laughs> All right, and then God, before we Chris. wrap up. <laughs> um, we do have some Easter eggs, as Adriana noted, that we had no Easter eggs in the outline. And I feel like that's, like, dropped off on our wrap-up slightly. So, shame on us. It has. Yeah. It's a good Sorry, thing Kate Mom. won't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> she heard me say that. Um, so, um, I don't know who put these in, uh, but Miranda or Adriana, do you want to take us through? I did, I did. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so, one thing I thought was really cool about this book um, is that, you know, I going to Galaxy's Edge and then, you know, seeing all this stuff and you don't really know any of the history behind it. So, I think it was really interesting that they gave us, um, that they were, that this book gave us a little bit, like, little tidbits. Like, um, so, when you go to Doc Ondar's, it's like this, he, there's like these statues, um, and I'm not sure who says it. Um, I think Jules is telling Izzy, or J- Jules is thinking it. I don't know, um, but he mentions that one of the great one of the statues outside of Doc Ondar's is a grave marker, and they don't talk about who the grave marker is for. Um, but I just thought that was really cool because I've been there, and and like you know when I see it and stuff like that, now I know, and. Now I can be like to all my friends who go with me. Did you guys know that mm-hmm. that statue is a grave marker, and be and impress them? <laughs> um, 
if they actually if they care but um so i thought that was really cool I, yeah it's a galaxy's of, edge <laughs> easter egg for sure <laughs> i don't know i just wanted to talk about it yes <laughs> um and then um obviously we talk about it. it's pretty plot heavy but uh the the plot point with Kataka's farm um as you guys know there is a popcorn stand and it's cat soccer's popcorn stand so that is that i thought was really cool and i mean there's a lot of easter eggs because it's supposed to be like connected to galaxy's edge um so then there was that one um but and i think we talked about this one too uh how uh cookie even though he doesn't you don't see him in galaxy's edge um in the book he's there and mm-hmm. he used to work at Moz's castle before mm-hmm. it was destroyed so i thought that was pretty cool too so th- that's what i included i don't know yep. those are no for sure interesting points to me all right well we can leave it there for a crash of fate thank you all for listening and special thanks so much to Adriana. We have loved having you. Yes. Thank you. It was we fun. Will, we will have to get fun. you back for basically any Star Wars book that comes out that you're like, I want to read that. Let us know. Um, and you can find her you can find her once again at Celestial Intent and on the Starships podcast on the Clashing Sabers Network. Uh, in the meantime, stay inside. Please wear a mask. By the time this comes out, Trump might be dead. Who knows? Um, I know. 2020 We're would never be good lucky. to us like that. <laughs> um, unless you're going out protesting, in which case, just wear a mask and be safe. Um, our next book is going to be Shadowfall, uh, which is the second book of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy by Alexander Freed. Um, we will note on Twitter what chapters we're reading and when that will come out. Um, we have a couple decisions to make on the pod internally for that, but you can look forward to that and get ready for the book. Um, in the meantime, hit us up at BookWarsPod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at BookWarsPod at gmail.com and rate, review, and subscribe to both us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It's the best way for people to discover the show. Um, once again, instead of giving us any money through Patreon or coffee, please donate to whatever racial justice organization or organization that does good in your local community that you would like to. Some fantastic ones that are particularly in the news these days are the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, the Louisville Community Bail Fund. Um, are, those are two uh, nonprofits that you can give to. Or if you want to donate politically, there are three phenomenal black candidates for Senate in southern states who are not getting enough attention from the national news. It's Mike Espy in Mississippi, Reverend Raphael Warnock in Georgia, and Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. All three have a real, real chance to win. Uh, so if you are a political donator, that those should be top of your list. Um... Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Terra Design. And our audio and production is done, as always, by our very own Kristen Cerisi. I'm going to regret this. I am Chris. For <laughs> Kristen, Miranda, Adriana, and Kate in absentia, thank you so much for listening to the Book Wars pod. And we'll talk to you next episode. <laughs>